Hey, everybody, it's Dale Shores. And I'm Emerson Collins, and you're watching The Dale and Emerson Show. Straight talk. Real gay. Okay, on today's show, we will do all your impeachment glory, Lindsey Graham screeching, inauguration, Ivanka and Jared's outhouse, gay dads and cringy strangers, Sarah McBride, Cadbury follow-up lesbian bars, and an out-hand pro wrestler, and more. Is Lindsey Graham screeching new news? I thought that was just always. Well, yes, you know it's new news now. It's a particularly brand of squealing. Just screeching louder. I don't know how everybody else is doing, but I'm a mess, as you can tell. First of all, I set this broadcast for the wrong time last night. Then I reset it just now so we could do the show and didn't include it on Dell's Facebook page. And let's be honest, that's where 80% of you watch it. Uh, but we should be all good. Thanks for your patience. How are you? I'm fine. I just went out for a second. Oh. I, a little spiral. I am okay. I went, uh, I, do you just get anxious when you go out anymore? Yes. All the, I just, oh. You couldn't stop it. Do you get anxious? What, just anymore. Do you get um, anxious? Uh-huh. I just need to calm down. And of course, I to calm down, I got a big old thing of caffeine. Uh, so I, I just went to the chiropractor and I thought, oh, this will make me feel better. And by the time I got out of there, I was so, I was like judging people and how close they were and how they were like standing next to the elevator back away. I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's a tough time outside. Yes. It is a lot everywhere for anything, for any reason. I mean, like my exciting trip is out the front door to the mailbox. That's it. And, and then you had, then you had that murder. Uh, <laughs> Sidebar, a dear friend you all know, Justin Martindale, Dell and I are working away on the FaceTime earlier and he calls me and I was like, oh, it must be something because, you know, who calls anybody anymore? And so I text, I was like, are you okay riding? And he texts back and said, yes, there's been a murder on your street. So we stopped. I called him and he said, well, I drove past your street and saw police tape. And I wanted to know what was going on. I was like, so was there a murder? And he's like, well, I don't know. I was like, you said, I was thinking somebody got murdered at the end of my street. That was, uh, that was, uh, I was like waiting and waiting. Is it, was there blood? Was there blood? You know how in the South we chase ambulances and you know, in small towns, it's the thing to do. I mean, don't, now I will be checking the news later to find out what it was, but I was not going to risk walking outside and down to the caution tape uh, to find out. You know what I saw yesterday? I didn't tell you this, but um, I was, you know, I've been hiking in the hills and uh, somehow I got signed up for some Zillow thing. And so just to make my hikes interesting, I just uh, I just go and look at properties that are for sale. Not that I'm looking. There's no way I can afford it. But, you know, it's just fun to, to a new path. Yesterday, I got so lost. I thought I'm not going to look at my ways. I'm not going to look at my ways. So I ends up up end up in the hills. And first of all, there was this woman who was a show off running up and down the hill. By the time I got up the hill, there's the phone. Uh, that was that woman oh running God. up and down the hill and now she's calling. She knows you're talking about her. Decline. I'm so sorry. Uh, so um, so anyway, she's like she's up and down that hill just making me feel like I'm just a failure. And then as I round the corner, there's these policemen and they're grilling this guy without a mask on. Uh, he's he's jogging and they said i'm hearing you know i'm i'm going a little slower uh why, why aren't you wearing a mask 
Uh, he goes, you know, I just, I just left it. You don't have one on you? Well, step away from me. Step away from me. And they said, we need you to go home. We just need you to go home. And that was, I didn't hear anymore. I, I, I couldn't justify, you know, I was trying to film it, but I, I knew they were on to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they, they assumed that your slow was because you were looking, Lewin. Uh, well, yeah, it was either that or, you know, my age. <laughs> I, mean, I was trying not to say it. I was trying not to say, well, they just figured at your age. I they can were, read your mind. I can read that evil little mind of yours. I don't even think of you that way. I don't. I mean, oh. you know, I call more than two stairs a hike. So, I'm not <laughs> so anyway, they're bearing down. They are bearing down here in LA. Yeah. And the day the report came out, one in three people they have now tested positive for COVID in LA County. So it is not good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not kidding. I wear the mask, the 12 feet to the mailbox and then put the sanitizer on my hand when I come back inside just from the mailbox. I sometimes walk to the bathroom and turn on my remote. And for some reason, I think I need sanitizer. I need sanitizer. And I go and spray my hand with alcohol. And, You're oh, not that kind of dirty. Are we going to have PTSD over all this, you think? From what? You mean like, well, I think, no, I think no. I mean, I'm sure some people will. But I feel like once we decide we can go about it back in public, when I decide that, fuck it. I'm hugging the people. You know, once we say it's okay. We have the vaccines. Life is, you know, just me, random I, people, right? Just random people. Oh, no. Once it's like it's okay, I, I'm going to be the most uncomfortable stranger. <laughs> just like touch hey. me, touch me, touch me anywhere you want. I give all the consent. I consent to all the good and bad touches. It was back like in 2006. Yeah, You're like there is no such thing as a bad touch for me personally. Well, all right. Uh, all right. Well, shall we get into this? You know, y'all, this first half hour, we're going to feel free to weigh in at any point on any aspect because, you know, most of the news today is political because obviously, you know, threat to democracy, impeachment, inauguration, and whatnot. We have some order. So I will kick it off with obviously the impeachment happened. 10 Republicans joined. Four of them didn't vote. Bunch of weenies. The only president impeached twice. Of course, Nancy Pelosi spearheaded it. But out gay Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline served as lead sponsor of the impeachment with Jamie Raskin and Ted Lewis co-sponsors. And he wrote about it. Out gay Congressman failing to act would set an irresponsibly dangerous precedent for future presidents who are about to leave office. Further, there can be no healing of the divisions in our country without justice for the man most responsible for this horrific insurrection. The president must be held accountable. Trump becomes more of a threat to public safety. In response to that, CNN released voicemails left at Cicilline's office. One said, you poked the bear, you little bitch. You've got 80 fucking million people coming after you, you commie little fucks. And another, if you impeach him, civil war is on, buddy. Now, interestingly, Cicilline's also got, it gotten into it with what's her name, Lauren Boebert, uh, and I, so I just love him. I love him so much. And she's just an idiot. It's like, I'm just shocked that Colorado, that I just didn't even know there was that anybody that stupid that could get elected in Colorado. Oh, I lied. That's Patrick Maloney. But yes, I mean, that one and her, her like, I need to carry my gun onto the Senate, onto the Congress floor, refusing, making a scene at the metal detectors. It is just bonkers. 
Well, hopefully there's going to be some punishment for her, right? I, and, and some of these other ones, because there, there's some, it seems like there's some strong evidence that she was actually tweeting very inappropriately direct, directions to some of these these people. So, well, um, and it's like, they did, there's not like directions, but she was the one that was like 1776, you know, watch the next 48 hours are the most important of our country. Um, and whether that's like, it's certainly winking acknowledgement and, uh, not so much like telling them literally what to do, but if you're leading a horse to water, you can't be surprised when it gets drunk. Yeah, and they did. And, um, and yes, I was. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, just those metal detectors, right? So they put them in, and then a bunch of Republicans are like, "We don't have to do that." Louis Gohmert, that moron from Texas, marching right past them. People walking through and setting them off, and then ignoring the Capitol police. I have to wonder, what are you winning, right? What are yeah. you winning by refusing that after your building was attacked? Like, do you think you look weak? Our school children in many parts of the country go through metal detectors to go to school and you're too good for it to like go to Congress to set an example? And there, let, let's face it, there's some of those people I don't trust. I don't well, trust them. They need to go through a metal detector. And, and how about all of the ones that are now calling for like, uh, you know, let's let's get together, let's hold hands and sing Kumbaya, the Republicans that are trying to jump off the Trump train wreck. Yes. Well, and I love that Cicilline said that right in his thing about, you know, you there can be no healing without justice. It is the most genuine version of gaslighting to for four years have not held Trump accountable for the things he said, the things he did to say, oh, I didn't see his tweets. Oh, that's not really what he meant. And now people want to hold accountable the actions that resulted from the things he said and did. I mean, Pence was being run out of the you know, Congress to a safe place. And 20 minutes later, Trump is tweeting about how Pence isn't doing his job. And now there are tapes of people running around saying, fine, Pence, you know, set an example of the police officers there are direct lines and you can't heal if you don't address well and, and and some of the uh, and some of the the these uh these big statements about oh it's time to move on and you know McCarthy you know Kevin McCarthy uh it, right he made that big speech yesterday and it, you know while he was he was just poking the the fires the whole time and then suddenly he's flipping but let's be honest, it's because they're losing these big PAC donations. That's one of the main reasons that people yes. are are fleeing from them. And yes. the Republican Party is just in shambles right now. Yeah. So well, and it's like and it's super easy when you're the one going out of power to say, now we need to all play nice. When for four years you laughed at us and said you can't take what he says seriously every time he said something against a person with a disability or a marginalized group of people say oh you know it's fine just you know well we have the power um you don't get to have it both ways you don't get to not ever once have held him accountable and then say we shouldn't hold him accountable now either if they because if republicans all along right had been saying trump you can't say that yes we have the same agenda but you can't do it that way or you can't say that thing if they had held him accountable while passing policy, they would at least have a leg on to say, hey, we held him back when it was appropriate too. You all need to play, not you know what I mean? That they would yeah. be. Now, I want to ask you, Emerson, your opinion on someone like Adam Kissinger, who has just, in my mind, the, the Republican with the most integrity of them all during this whole thing. Uh, I mean, he, from the very, very beginning, said there was no, no fraud, no election fraud. 
and uh, was the only one to vote in favor of calling Pence uh, uh, to invoke the 25th Amendment. And do you think that he may jump out ahead as one of the new leaders of the the, the Republicans? I would to, hope. To redeem? I would hope the like never Trumpers and the Republicans that have been frustrated, the people who want to be conservative but have been disillusioned by the party, I would hope that they would yell loudly in support of someone like him. For those of you who don't know, Republican Representative Adam Kinzinger, he's pushed back, like Dell said, on all those claims. He even tweeted that Christian evangelical leaders that were on the Trump train need to apologize to their congregations for lying and misleading them. That is the kind of conservative that is someone you could work with. You know, as Biden says, we're going to move forward. I would hope that that kind of leader is who gets pushed up. And if the real conservatives who don't want it to keep going the Trump direction will lift him up, you would find some Democrats willing to work with that kind of Republican at some point. And meanwhile, you've got Franklin Graham comparing uh everything to the uh, the resurrection and the, I mean, the crucifixion. It's just insane. Oh, well, of course. Wait, let's see what some of what some of y'all had said. Why well, I am paying attention. Uh, Jig, several people mentioned this. Lauren Boebert, uh, you know, it was uh, actually uh, Patrick Maloney, I believe, uh, who heavily implied in an interview that she gave tours to some of the insurrectionists. We haven't actually gotten any proof of like, who she was with because she put out a giant statement saying the only people she's personally had in the building were family members. Um, nonetheless, she is certainly one of the uh, most extreme out there. Her and that Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, who represent the extremist end now in elected office. She Jig said she took a bunch of selfies with them. Um, Danielle said that as well. She gave a tour. I think she may have encountered a group of people, but there I don't think there's been definitive evidence uh, that she like brought the people into the building. Well, I, well, think, I just think facts matter. You know, if we're gonna say you're lying to people, we need to make sure we're giving the direct accounts as well too. Um, and Ken said, first graders have to go through metal detectors, but congressmen don't. It's such arrogance, right? To just think, oh, I don't like that. But Pelosi said she's gonna fine them if they don't. Good for her. She's just mad. She is spitting mad, Pelosi. She said, I'm That's done with this shit. I'm 80 oh, and I'm tired. Danielle said, I was a reporter on Capitol Hill in 2001 and all the buildings had metal detectors then. It's not even new. Thank you for that, Danielle. That's really interesting. I didn't know. Um, and they were saying, hang Pence in the videos. I don't know about y'all. I haven't, I can't keep watching those like chaotic from the side videos. I'm like, I get, I've seen enough. There's a certain amount of like, I can't keep it all in my brain, you know? Like I know some people love watching every bit of footage, but I my anxiety can't handle like seeing more of the the same and the awful. Are you well, are you watching all of them every clip? I no, I, I you know I I've 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 scaled down a little bit, Emerson. I've I've really started. I mean, I, I I've talked about this on my Instagram because it's it was getting a little obsessive where I would get up in the morning and I just couldn't stop. I couldn't yeah. stop. I'd stay on Twitter. And, and watch what's trending and, and while I'm listening to CNN, while I, I, re, I read five online newspapers. And I just decided that that was not good for my soul. So I turn everything off and I actually write in the morning before I write with you. And, uh, and it's, it's been good. It's been good. I have a route. I, I, I scheduled a routine. It's been, it's been, it's been pretty good for my mental health. Um, yeah. 
And then, you know, like all of you, I have ups and downs. I mean, I go, oh, oh, and oh, <laughs> you know, you go. Matt <laughs> is in D.C. He said, this city is in a police state right now. I have never seen anything like it. It has made getting around Washington by car almost impossible. I mean, they have set up 15,000 National Guard in preparation for the inauguration. So wow. it makes sense. It, you know, it's like the pendulum swings, right? It was like they were so under underprepared or sympathetic or didn't believe because it was a bunch of white people, you know, that now it's swinging the other way. Babette said the Trump family are going to steal and give away anything and everything that isn't made down as they move out. Wait, did you see this? That, did you see the Jim Acosta stuff that he posted? That was like people carrying out like Lincoln busts and birds out of the White House. Things that it didn't seem like maybe should go home with people. He put this up, more stuff, appears to be Abe Lincoln bus leaving the West Wing this afternoon. Like people are walking out with everything but the kitchen sink. Just a bunch of fucking grifters. <laughs> it's and I was like, I don't, I don't know that you get to keep uh, keepsakes as you go. Yeah. Look, there's another one, this woman, and maybe this was somebody's personal thing, but who wants this big old pheasant or whatever this is? And then I saw Peter Navarro taking out a painting. Uh, but at least that one was of Trump in China. At least that seems like maybe that makes sense. Like that's new. I thought he was thinking, well, when he dies, I can sell this on eBay. You know, yes. if I get into bad times, I can I can hawk this one. Absolutely. Um, All right, you want to do Lindsay? Sorry, I was. Yeah, I'll do Lindsay. 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 Lindsay Graham. It's Lindsay. just uh, just I, I like to call uh, call Lindsay Sugar Britches. Uh, Sugar Britches Graham is is he's upset. So uh, Senator Sherrod Brown, I don't know if y'all saw this on MSNBC, uh, said that uh, the 75 uh, senators were in a room with 75 staff people. Lindsey Graham, he just had a sissy fit. He just got, he lost it with a Capitol Police officer. And uh, Brown said, I, I think it was one of the captains saying, how and he goes, how come you didn't protect us? It, it's doing your job. He was later uh, added, he was going, he was screaming at the officer. He had his mask off, screaming at this officer from five feet. I love that it was just, he was one foot off. Uh, and I was maybe 10 feet on the other side that the officer, the police didn't do enough to protect us. So Lindsay, he just, uh, you know, he he's known for his hissy fits though. I mean, you could, which I like to call sissy fits. I mean, it just seems right. Blaming anybody but himself, it just, you know, Lord, he wraps Trump's butthole around his head like a bonnet. And if so, of course, he's terrified because he doesn't believe that. He's been saying all that. That shows you, right? He's terrified of these people. Terrified he's of, his scared. He's of his He's scared. He's clutching his pearls. And, you know, and, and, I, and I, I swore I'm not going to miss gender, ginger, gender, <laughs> ginger. <laughs> Miss Gingerin. I'm gonna miss Gingerin because I was calling Miss Lindsay and I'm not gonna do that anymore. Not gonna do that. So sugar britches it is. And Zana said, I I did see this video of the black cop who was chased up the stairs and then he looked over and saw an open door and then led them all a different right. direction from the Congress members. Which goes to this next piece, out representative from New York, Sean Patrick Maloney, right as it all started, turned to Colin Allred, who's a Democrat from Texas, and said, are you ready to fight these MAGA assholes? And all red turned and said, let's go. He was telling of his experience in an interview as well. And he thought they would be in the chamber immediately. Like as they get more accounts, it sounds like it happens so fast. They heard mm -hmm. tear gas canisters being used, 
said he and four other Dems rolled up their sleeves to fight when Capitol Police showed up to give them gas snacks and led them to safe rooms. It was like a minute later they were in the chamber. On the way, Maloney said he saw rioters trying to smash the glass door to the speaker's lobby. Then he heard the gunshot that killed Ashley Babbitt. So that is how close Congress members were to that video that we saw of her trying to climb through that window. In the safe room, he finally called his husband. And he said, like many others, you know, he was certain they want someone, some of them wanted to take hostage because of those zip ties. Like, there's no way to deny that. But to hear a congressperson's perspective from the other side, because we saw that video first of her climbing through, of course, and then getting shot. But the Congress people were close enough to hear that shot. So there was an eminent connection between the invaders and the Congress people just getting to safety. It was that close. What would you do, Emerson? Because, you know, I'm not, uh, I don't know that I could put up my fist and do much. Uh, I think I'd take off my belt if I were wearing a belt and just do like Jesus in the in the temple and just start swinging. I, I think that lots of people like to think that they're the like rough them up in that moment. I am the run and scream and piss myself and try to get something in front of the door person. I am not I, the turn and ball up my fist person. I will look you, for that. Somebody else has to do that part while I look for an exit or something to put in front of the door. But really, really, I am not this one. I'm not. You I'm know, not. I, I just realized what I would do. I would shield myself with Lindsey Graham. I would put Lindsey in front of me and say, there, I'm saying. <laughs> it's like as Ken said, he's watched that video of him at the airport way too many times. Uh, he's uh, with his mask down. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, oh, I just can't stand him. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about uh, Ivanka, who thinks she's Princess Ivanka. So uh, last week, uh, she uh, she said she's, she might attend. She might attend the inauguration after Trump said he wasn't. And they, supposedly, there was like some little feud with them going on. Uh, it, well, an inside uh, insider of the White House said that she was, okay, I, I, it's hard to get through this without laughing. She was worried about her promising political career that it was going to be in jeopardy. She's doing everything she can to save her reputation. Uh, darling, darling, that ship has sailed and docked. It is gone. Nordstrom's dropped you today. They dropped no, your ass. That is three years old. That story well, is three years old. Yeah, it was trending on Twitter today. That's right. You're you're right. Yeah. I read that too because I was at Nordstrom's rack and they weren't even selling her shoes there. No, they were just. Right. I thought Twitter was so terrible sometimes. Some moron posts a three year old thing and everybody's like, "This happens." And it did not. That's so old. Yeah, but but she so she wasn't even invited, y'all. That the, the point is she was not even invited, but was pretending that she she may go but um, also the delusion before you finish the delusion of thinking four years of like remember at the beginning when people thought oh ivanka's gonna be a good influence on him for lgbt people for working mothers for women in general you sat and didn't do shit for four years and you think that showing up and sitting and smiling at in biden's inauguration is gonna wash off that stain out out damn spot that spot is there to stay yeah, and and they're finding these Trumps are finding that they are not welcome. So page six said that she and Jared were told that they need not apply to the Indian Creek Country Club. Do not apply, motherfuckers! Uh, it's, it, they, they bought this thirty million dollar plot of land 
and 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 but the country club said no you're not welcome here and all it takes is you have to be nominated and make a formal application but only one member it says uh-uh i don't want you here ivanka and jared get your scrawny asses out of here go and uh so uh they they, they they're, they're they're not welcome i like that and then and then there's wait, this other before, story you do, before wait before you do that last piece the i love that because first of all the the kind of white privilege elite one percent country club where only one member can object and keep you from getting in is definitely full of the worst people and those people said you are not welcome here i don't know if you're spending 30 million dollars and probably the most painful thing to happen to them will them not being able to get in the closest country club i love that and, and then, and then, I mean, more of Ivanka and Jared because they're just awful. They, uh, they, and they would not let the Secret Service guys that are are are, are like protecting them. They would not let them go to any of their six bathrooms in their home. So, our government had to rent a basement of a neighbor who charged six three thousand a month. That was a lot. Uh, they, they, so that they could put. Uh, uh uh you know so that, that the secret service could pee and and other things and so, uh, it's and the poop. Poop. that's a problem you could pee in a yard if you had to but they didn't want them Ivanka said you cannot poop in my bathrooms so it but it's not just Ivanka that's having trouble it's like don and that kimberly they they're leaving new york because they are not welcome they knew they would they would be heckled on the street the Trumps are not gonna have it easy. It is not gonna be an easy ride for them. Wait, I'm not, with, I'm not done with that bathroom. $3,000 a month, first of all, I would charge it too. The government needs to use the bathroom in my house. I will charge you so much money. Remember those old stories about $27,000 toilets at the Defense Department or whatever? I would have charged so much more. But the insanity, because it started from, they had a porta potty at the end of their yard. These are, incredibly highly trained individuals there to defend your actual life and you gave them a porta potty like at construction sites where there isn't a bathroom yet that makes sense you have six and a half bathrooms in your house and you couldn't devote one to the people supposedly to save your life i mean that is a shitty shitty story shitty people shitty, shitty people, people about shitty about shitty story. Any people about shitting. That's the name. That's the headline. Um, and they're all going to be poor Florida. You know, as if, as if Florida doesn't struggle enough, the Don and Kimberly going to have to move down there too. Is she going to just scream everywhere she goes? So she's I, hope so. I hope so. You know, they're going to argue among them, which one gets to run for office somewhere in Florida. Ugh. Do you think that Gavin Newsom ever looks at her when she's on the news and he goes, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> oh, I, here's the thing. I mean, I don't mean this meanly, but I think they're cut from similar cloths and she just went the direction, the easiest path. You know, it takes a certain kind of narcissism to be a, a politician in the first place. And it takes a certain kind of strength and equal narcissism to be with a politician and deal with all of that and attention. But so she just went the direction of, oh, I could get a job at Fox News. Great. I'm a Republican. She doesn't believe in anything. She just wants to be in power, popular. 
that makes sense. Uh, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, I don't mean that to slam against him. I think, you know, but it takes a certain amount of, I'm fucking fantastic to be a politician, you know, in general. That's all. Yeah, I got you. So, um, all right. Well, well Lord. yes, Lord, that's enough uh, of that piece because moving on, y'all, we are less than five days. It's like 120 some odd hours to the inauguration Wednesday at noon. No, and I love some things, right? Biden and Harris have asked people not to come to D.C. Airbnb put their money where their mouth was and canceled every reservation in the D.C. area uh, to make to help with the problem there. And they're still paying the hosts. I love that so much. Um, and then fun news is finally coming out about the inauguration. Lady Gaga's singing the national anthem. J-Lo's performing. They're doing a big 90 minutes celebrating America Wednesday night with Justin Timberlake, Bon Jovi, Aunt Clemens, Demi Lovato, hosted by Tom Hanks. You know what I love about that? Now that it's Democrats again, we can finally get good celebrities at political events. Yes, they could have some good, good things. By the way, I just looked because I go to this uh, countdown, this timeofdate.com. Yes. 100 hours he's out of office. Oh. 100 hours right now. Oh, oh. So yeah, I'm excited about the entertainment, and I'm. I think Emerson, we just you know we're Wednesday. We just need to take the day and enjoy and and celebrate, and hopefully no, nothing no, will me. go. I'll have to get a good night's rest and get up and get my coffee. I mean, Lord, it starts at like eight o'clock. Does it start that early? Yeah, because it starts because he's officially the president at noon East Coast. That's nine a.m. here, so. It'll probably start the coverage at 7.30 or 8. I think it gets going at like 8.30 our time, 11.30 Eastern for the official like events. Because it is, he is officially president at noon, East Coast. So I will I will have been up a couple of three hours. <laughs> is what you're I know, you have been up three hours and I got to set like four alarms. I'll call, um, you want me to call you like we used to do when we were on, where I go, make sure I'm up, make sure I'm up. I know we have, up, very rare, y'all know I'm not a morning person. I can do it. When we're shooting, if we got 6 a.m. call times, I'm never late. Uh, it's not that I can't. It's just not my personal choice. And every once in a while, I get a little nervous and I'd be like, Dale, will you call me in the morning to make sure I'm up for that flight? I was always up though. You never woke me up once. I know as many times as we flew though, because we did a lot of uh, we did a lot of trips together and apart. And I think you only missed one flight. Well, I only missed one flight. No, I made one flight, but it was at the very last second. I woke up an oh, you- hour before the flight because it was the one of the only flights we didn't do together. It was an eight o'clock flight from LAX, and I woke up in my bed at the commune at six fifty-eight. Woo! No shower. Uh Anyway, and then finally, it's exciting to talk about truly important things as we rev up to the Biden-Harris administration taking over. Biden, of course, you saw laid out an enormous and ambitious plan hitting a about people. Um, But Emerson, what are we going to talk about when this election is over? (laughs) I mean, is it going to the thing, y'all? We've talked about it. We talked about it through all this election. You know, Biden and Harris weren't everyone's first choice and voting is the beginning of paying attention to what's happening. And we are absolutely going to hold them accountable for the things that we want them to do for uh, everything for our country. So we are still going to be talking about this shit. It just won't be like, oh, no, the president tweeted some bullshit. But we will. If there's anything to report where we're happy that, you know, let's just say that, you know, Donald Jr. is arrested. Uh, we, you know, oh, no, 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 uh, uh-uh. uh, 
let's say it here and now, unless it's directly related to politics, fuck all of them. Oh, so you saying that we're not going to report like, say, say, say if, you know, the state of New York indicts oh, no, them. That's different. But just like Donald Trump. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about him, you know, not wearing a no, mask. We will, we will revel in their misery. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Because I, I don't know that I could, no, I could no, die. I'm low road, the scenic low road with you on that one. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank I'm you. About those things, but that fan, no, that family, uh-uh, uh-uh. All right. Subject change. Do it. Oh, is it me? You. It's a mirror, Tommy. Is, uh, wait a second. I'm I'm confused. Uh, uh, oh, 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 it is me. It didn't, it, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. It was there. You know, never mind. Uh, there's there's a, for 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 some fun change. Uh, Robin Morgan Bitley is a writer and a manager for uh, Audible. And he shared his top 10 list. I love lists, y'all. I love them so much. And this is what he said as uh, he said that he and his husband are, are gay dads of a new baby. And uh, he said, by the way, if you want to follow him on Twitter, it's at Morgan Bentley on Twitter. Do you want me to help settle him? All right. Well, in fun celebration news, because like, let's remember, you know, good things have been happening for us. Uh, Sarah McBride, who you all know, we've talked about her a bunch, uh, the first trans state senator, she's elected in Delaware, got sworn in recently. She had a socially distant ceremony at Wilmington's Claymont Community Center, which she chose because it was the first legally integrated high school in the state. As she talked about getting ready for the day and how important it was for her, she talked about the Claymont 12, who were part of the case that made it happen. And see in this picture, she was joined by two young trans advocates. She tweeted that she would be using her childhood Bible for the swearing in and said, to the communities that raised me, molded me, supported me, thank you. Your trust is moving and motivating. I'm ready to listen, work, and build. So just a fun celebration of the accomplishments of our representatives as they go ahead and get to work as well. Yeah. And, you know, having worked in Canada, you worked in Canada with me and I worked there for three years on Queer Spoke. We always think of, of Canada as more progressive, I think, with LGBT than the United States. And they have in a lot of ways. I mean, they had gay marriage way, way before we did. But there is still some bigotry there. And in Canada, the Toronto Catholic District School Board has removed the Canadian Youth Support Group uh, Youth Line. Uh, from its list of resources for uh, 198 schools. Now, the Youthline is very similar to the uh, Trevor Project. Uh, it offers free, confidential, and informed peer support through telephone, uh, text, and chat services for LGBT uh, youth uh, age 29 and under. So you can kind of see how evil uh, this this is. Uh, so, so a former Canadian politician, Joe Volpe, uh, wrote an article about them saying that the district website is hosting a pornographic site defined by the trustees. Then the school board told Youthline that they were being dropped from the list of approved student resources due to inappropriate content on their site, which is just gay. We're gay. I mean, LGBT, that's it. Uh, LGBT Youthline responded, pointing out the damaging trope of accusing the community of pedophilia and corrupting children, saying this rhetoric is harmful, it's unacceptable, and is an it's overt homophobia and transphobia 
Volpe wrote this article to clearly delegitimize Youthline's work, including attacking the ways that we support indigenous and black youth. Others are concerned of uh, the removal of the resources could push students to other sites that actually promote misinformation. So this is not a good thing. This is this is horrible, and it's just sad that it's it's uh, it, it's happened in our, in our, our neighboring country uh, that we thought was a little more progressive than us. Uh, the school board has agreed uh, to meet with the reps, though, and reevaluate. So hopefully that'll go a little bit better than what's going on. And it looks like Emerson is frozen. Oh no, Emerson. Don't leave me alone. Don't leave. <laughs> don't leave me this way. Um, I don't know what to do except to continue on. Um, is he going to come back? Emerson Collins. Um, is he fr he's frozen for is he frozen for everybody? Um, is that uh, so? Uh, well, while we're waiting for him, let's see if he can. Let me see if I can uh, text him and tell him he's frozen, and see if he can just come back into the room. Uh, this is what happens. Oh, there he goes. Uh, okay, just really quick. Yesterday, I'll just uh, I'll just say uh, Rob asked the question uh, about um, uh, my internet blinked. He said he'll be right back. Uh, Carol Cook was 97 years old yesterday. If you don't know who Carol Cook is, she was, uh, yeah, she was the grandmother in 16 Candles, the, the little boobies and uh, with the cigarette, you know, that uh, smoking while Billy Bird, the other grandmother was trying to catch her ashes. And she was Hortense in a very sordid wedding. So we wish our good friend, Carol Cook, who has been on our show, a very happy birthday. Uh, I'm going to uh, skip Emerson's story and go right to my next one. Uh, Y'all, the, the lesbian bars are in a lot of trouble. There are only 15 lesbian bars left in the entire country. Uh, and this pandemic has not helped at all. So many of them are in, in so many of them have gotten in trouble and even gone out of business uh, during uh, COVID. Uh, Lisa, uh, Kanistraki, owner of the oldest lesbian bar in New York, uh, the Henrietta Hudson said, to me, there is no alternative. It has to reopen. We have to keep this bar open. They've done interviews, panels, podcast appearances to t help generate uh, buzz for her ongoing uh, fundraiser. So on um, uh, April 17th, it will reopen with brand new business model. It was primarily a dance club before, but now it will be a, a lounge with a massive outdoor kiosk, a pop-up kitchen, small places all around, specialty cocktails. So they're really reinventing themselves because of COVID. And before reopening, they're going to start remote sessions with authors, comedians, chefs, and more like, you know, like masterclass with a queer twist. Uh, Mo Gurton owns Gossip Grill uh, in here in California in San Diego. But before the pandemic, 80% of Gossip Grill's business came from the bar and nightclub sales. But since March, they've really been promoting their restaurant and as well as very creative visual events. And, uh, and uh, the owner said, uh, Mo said, the good news is we have done so much work building our clientele based on our food that when the bar opens up and eventually when nightclubs come along, which hopefully will be in the next year, we have done such a great job in adding that food aspect that we should really just explode. So I just really commend these 
these these own you know these bars and, and it's it, we're featuring the lesbians today but there's a lot of bars uh in, in our gay community who are struggling and have, and we've reported on them who are doing so much to stay alive so let's let's support our lgbtq uh, businesses um so well, and, I your story so you can go yeah back. Well, well and and but also you know we've talked a lot about bars for men and this story was so striking to me too because only 15 like that's it nationwide and several of them are in danger you know through the years women have talked a lot about the challenge of finding like out spaces and like that's so few, you know, it's like it literally there won't be anywhere in the country specifically focused on women looking, you know, who like women. That's really intense. And well, I love remember, remember when the Palm closed way before the pandemic here, it was the last lesbian bar here in California. I mean, here in Los Angeles. Now we got a really big lesbian community here. And it is shocking to me that there is just absolutely none. I mean, they have lesbian night here, right. lesbian night there, but you know, I think they deserve more than one night. I just yeah. do. Absolutely. Um, okay, well, I did have a fun follow-up because I got into these guys. You know, we did that story on the Cadbury guys the other day. Well, I got a little deeper into them because let's be honest, they're attractive. Uh, and they are a real-life couple, Callum Sterling uh, on your left and Dale Morgan. And with all the hubbub, Sterling posted on Instagram like a fantastic monologue about the overreaction. He posted a clip of Linda Carter in a Maybelline commercial being sexy like almost 40 years ago and said, so it's okay when an advert sexualizes a woman, a Caucasian woman, 37 years ago even, to benefit the male gaze and make other women feel inadequate if they do not live up to this beauty standard. But it's not okay in 2021 to have an advert of a multiracial, strike one, gay couple, strike two, on your screen for 10 seconds, strike three, eating, kissing, sexualized, strike four. Does anyone see how ridiculous this is? Like actual LOL. I genuinely don't feel one ounce of hurt from any negative comments being put out in the world. The love we have received totally outweighs the fear-based negative comments. And then he said, let's be honest. I'm sure there would be half as many complaints if it was two beautiful cisgendered hetero looking Caucasian women. I'm not homophobic, but no, mate, you're dumb and homophobic. At least admit it. I'm off to find a woman to experiment with because all of those hetero based visuals that were forced upon me as a child have left me confused and unsure about my sexuality. Damn, might be I'll end up straight. I fucking love being gay with the rainbow emoji. You can find them on Instagram at Callum Sterling and at Dale K Creative. That's Dale, D-A-L-E, not like shorts. But look, I at love, look how hot they are. I mean, and even, uh, yeah, there's something kind of, I love that one picture of the muscles and then the the the, the feminine clothing. It's just, uh, it's, well, it's hot. There's something hot about it. And Dale, the one that's from like a boylesque dance choreographer. But yeah, I was like, ooh, and they're like interesting and playing with gender performance. And it's like, yeah, I yes. just thought that, yeah. it was hot. So it's worth telling another story about. I love them clapping back. Uh-huh. Um, and then real quick, just a fun, uh, you know, as people continue to come out and be visible for various communities, we'd like you to introduce you to, this is Mr. Grimm, professional wrestler known as the Hitman for Hire. His real name is Chris Lewis. And he came out as pansexual on Twitter New Year's Day. Out pro wrestler, he tweeted, for years I've struggled with my identity, too worried about how others would feel or think about me. 
I finally gained the courage to openly express that I'm pansexual. And he specifically thanked trans professional wrestler Nyla Rose for being his inspiration and holding his hand through the process. He's an independent wrestler. In 2018, he won the Delaware-based 1CW Triple Crown Tournament, defeating Funky White Boy to take the championship. But like, yay, sexual visibility. Um, and, you know, again, in sports, we will continue to celebrate people being visible earlier in their career. He, he looks like if they did, like, uh, a reboot of the A-Team, he could step in for Mr. T. Little oh, bit, yes, you know. definitely, definitely. I see that. I see that. For the, I'm dating myself, I guess. But uh, And also, in fun, fun, fun news, and a big congratulation to uh, Jonathan Van Ness, who we all love on Queer Eye. He got married and married so his nice. best friend. Yeah, and so I guess it was a little bit of a secret for a while, but look how cute they are together. Uh, so in an Instagram post covering the events, he said he was very thankful in 2020 and uh, because he goes, we got married in the backyard of a house. We rented over the summer with a socially distanced judge and a photographer. Uh, our parents watched on FaceTime, uh, love my mark, and we're so happy to share this news. Happy New Year. Uh, his husband's name is uh, Mark Peacock and shared his uh, version saying, I left London and moved across the Atlantic, got dressed up for numerous, seriously hilarious Zoom quizzes, rediscovered a love of gardening, learned to drive on the left, and got married to my soulmate and one true love, Jonathan Van Ness, and adopted a little Jack Russell called Pablo and entered a family with four amazing cats. I, uh, four. Four amazing cats. Yeah, uh -huh. that's a lot of cats. That's a lot of cats. Do you think Jonathan Van Ness does like sexy dances to that Katy Perry, I wanna see your peacock, cock, cock, your peacock song, since his uh, husband is named Mark Peacock? In your mind, and your brain, I that's hope he does. Well, he did that's those Simone Biles commercials. I feel like yes, he, he did. He's not afraid he to groove a little bit. Yeah, we did a little, a little story on that because, the, oh, the moms, I believe it was the, well, the million, which are really, uh, I think, 69,000 moms, mad moms, just pissed off moms. As Xana um, pointed out for that wrestler, uh, there's so much theater in wrestling. I mean, wrestling is just soap operas for straight guys. Like, it's just soap opera. It's all fake. It's all performative. Nobody's really hurting anybody else. It's just Real Housewives for straight men, telenovelas. Like, you just so where's the blood? Where's the blood? Yeah. Um, so, all right. Well, that was kind of scary for me for a second when you just left. It left me all alone. But you know what? I girded my loins and I I stepped up and I said, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. But it's so much uh, it's so much easier with the Emerson net. Yes. I mean, you know, well, it's a team effort that we do here. Um, Y'all got anything? Does everybody... Does everybody have weekend plans? Do you have things? What's your watching? Are you crafting? How is everyone passing? You know what? Uh, what what are y'all watching? Yeah, I just want. I just finished. Thanks to you recommended. I just finished uh, Bridgerton last night, and oh, I loved it so much. I just loved it. So I'm all about the British shows right now. I finished The Crown. I I, yeah. I, I finished Bridgerton. And I also finished uh, uh, Tiny Pretty Things. My friend created that show. And yes. so I watched that. 